0: Welcome to Pharmacy View, Technology and Pharmacy Business Podcast Series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Brett Stevenson, Director of Business Consulting at SkyFi. Welcome, Brett. Hi, Scott. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. Now, we've had a series of episodes recently discussing the use of real-time customer data and analytics, and today's episode fits nicely in with this um, theme. So, Brett, firstly, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, thanks, Scott. Uh, Look, Brett Stevenson, I've been looking after a a product here called Blix for the last seven years, uh, working through different businesses and industries across automotive and retail, and obviously pharmacy fits into that, uh, and just helping our consumers uh, measure their traffic and sales conversion to help drive revenue.
0: Excellent. So so, um, so, the parent company, uh, which is the SkyFi group, how how long have they been around the place?
1: Oh, look, SkyFi's been around for um, 11 or 12 years. They're a public listed company here in Sydney, Australia. Um, they operate in yep. over 35 countries, have over 11,000 venues, and it's a really a, a data intelligence company and platform designed to measure physical behaviour and movement inside spaces. So uh, inside retail, retail property, stadia, uh, transport, all different areas. And so... Blix is a a business or a product they acquired uh, just over a year ago to sort of ingest into their portfolio to assist them with that measurement of of people and behaviour.
0: So I guess without breaching any confidentiality, if that's possible, um, is there there an example of that that you could give us?
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, for example, we um, we measure through Skyfire Wembley Stadium, the Sydney Cricket Ground. We also do down to retailers such as Chanel, David Jones, uh, Volkswagen, Porsche over in um, the USA. So really varied and broad range of clients that we measure, but really we can assist using multiple technologies for anybody that wants to understand and measure the mo- the movement and behaviour uh, of customers or visitors. And, look, if you think back originally, I think the old original stone was, you know, the, the binary laser counter at the doors where people are, you know, just yeah. go in and out, but, of course, technology's moved a long way now and through different options, something like Blix that measures uh, devices moving in and out of areas up into, you know, the very high level and technical cameras that are now available now where you can do all sorts of different recognition and measurement and everywhere in between. But no, the technology in this space is moving very quickly.
0: Quickly. So if we talk just a little bit about the camera technology, because I know this is certainly an area that interests me a lot. Um, we're, We're talking here about the camera whilst not identifying the person tracking a person's movement through a retail area? Is that, that what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, so look, the cameras that they've got now, a lot of AI cameras, and as I said, a very fast moving space. It's one of those ones where, you know, obviously you need to make sure that the customer and visitors' privacy is always, you know, paramount and captured and, and ensure that is correct. So that's something with cameras is, is difficult. You need to make sure that's right. But there are options of measuring amount of people into a venue where they go and really where cameras are are very good at using for is if you want to get specifically down to uh, quite granular, you know, I want to know somebody who's looking at that counter, that aisle, that product, that area, that's where cameras are good for. You want to identify not necessarily a person, but there is a customer in that area, in that zone, looking at that particular area and you really want to hone into a specific uh, product or something that you want to look at that
0: 's that so product or, or range. so so would the AI technology then also record time spent in that area? Yes, yes, they can do dwell time
1: as well yes okay
0: all right so so again really we 're talking now not that any of this level of technology would surprise anyone listening to hear, uh, to this podcast today because really they 're listening to it because they want to know what 's coming up in the way of technology, but in the scheme of things. We're probably not seeing a lot of this, or we're not aware of a lot of this in Australia, but what, what you're saying is that it's it's kind of here anyway, and we just may not realise it. It is,
1: and look, I think it's also, you know, from a, a, a camera technology, Skyfi is a company, we do integrate a lot of these cameras into our platform, you know, similar to Blix integrates, we can integrate with cameras as well. Um, it's a space that's probably getting uh, easier and easier, and I, and, and I think now, and certainly in the not-too-distant future, it'll become cheaper and easier to deploy and manage as well Uh, at the moment it's a very fast moving space where some of them may be cost prohibitive but there are some very much cheaper alternatives on the market that may work Uh, and like anything it's about the business case it's like saying great put these technologies in but what's actually the outcome we're trying to measure and that's really what it comes down to because camera might be one of them, might be other technologies that you use, but you've always got to remember what are the business cases we're trying to answer and drive for the business to then make sure that technology fits that outcome.
0: Within a retail or, or I guess any environment, um, over a period of time, getting a level of analytics, whether it's in a pharmacy, which has got very specific you know categories it could be health care it could be vitamins it could be wound care but but really starting to analyze not only the sales from the point of sale but as, as you said the customer traffication and the dwell time in that area versus a transaction then as well so
1: yeah absolutely and so if you think about it you know everybody obviously they should and certainly i'm sure they do have access to their financial data the point of sale data how many transactions we did how much money we made which at the end of the day is, is obviously you know the primary reason why they're in business But really what it's looking at is sort of getting an understanding of saying, okay, but did I make that money off 100 visits, off 200 visits, 300 visits? And, you know, realistically, if I have multiple locations or multiple venues, um, I'm making that money off people that are spending longer or shorter amount of times inside those venues. Now, that could be something to do with, uh, you know, the pharmacy space might be something to do with just the size of my pharmacy, might not be big enough to have a large retail add-on or those, as you say, those healthcare and health and beauty ones other than prescriptions, um, or it actually yes. a lot of the times it's just simply because people are not being served uh, and given the customer engagement and customer service that they expect. Uh, and so now yes. more and more uh, business operators and retail operators uh, are now saying and understanding that this is important to measure this because changing these in small amounts can make big differences to, you know, how the business performs overall
0: yeah and and but I know that we um, we talked offline about this, and this is probably a good time to bring it up was that the old uh, laser door counters that we referred to earlier on um, one of the um flaws for them in the pharmacy industry versus retail is the fact that they double count potentially isn't it
1: it is so look even in even in our own business, so you know Skyfi is one of the third largest providers of people counting solutions, and we actually are um, we we have a product that we Managed we we purchased that business multiple years ago, and it's a purpose-built people count. As they go over the top of the doors, you see them in shopping centres and retailers alike. Every and they are very very highly accurate. They are the latest technological version of the old beam, if you like. They do it through a it's a camera view. It's just metadata for counting that's accurate. And so we do those in a lot of locations. The issue with any form of counting technology, be it camera-based or you know laser beams or you know whatever we were talking about was. In in a pharmacy model where I come in, I might have a a number of scripts to drop off. The pharmacist says, Brett, thank you very much. Look, I'll be 15, 20 minutes. Why don't you go grab a coffee, go to the shopping centre, do whatever you're going to do and come back. Uh, If I obviously do that and then come back, the the people counting solution has counted me twice because I've come in and left, I'm now in and out, and then I've done that again. Now, the Mm -hmm. issue is that in the pharmacy business, uh, it's the one prescription it's just due to time as I have to go in a, in a normal retail environment you don't have that limitation most of the time most people come in and purchase and then leave if they come back in it's for a second or an instant purchase so that's been that primary issue it's one of the reasons why uh, we've been reaching out and have reached out um, through different campaigns that we've done through LinkedIn and other outreaches through media for our Blix product because the Blix product measures traffic and engagement via devices not by people and so therefore, ah, we're able okay. to understand that the same device came back and we won't count them again if they return within 60 minutes. So we found that in the pharmaceutical environment, it's really helped us with the, the retail stores and the pharmacies to say, well, if I did drop my script off and come back in 20, 30 minutes, it won't count me again. So it's been very well received.
0: Yeah, from that perspective. So um, I guess the question that's come up a couple of times on that one is that with the, uh, the smartphone technology is it a requirement that the smartphone is turned on to be tracked or is it automatically tracked?
1: Yeah, look, great question. So the, the first of all, the, the Blix system and the sensor that we have doesn't collect any personal information at all. It's just hardware information in the chip of the device. So it's, it's got nothing okay. to do with that. It can't say that you're the, the telco, the phone number, the email, nothing. It can't even get, you know, behavioral or demographic, nothing. It's completely just information that comes off the, the chips that are in the handsets. Um, okay. Now, there's in the latest releases of the devices, uh, basically you would need to just have your phone running normally and that way we can we can pick up the probe and what it is is it's the mobile devices looking for an internet connection is what we see okay. and those devices actually which most people don't know are sending those signals out anywhere from every five to sixty seconds apart so the perfect example i can give you scott is when you leave work and go home your phone automatically connects to your home wi-fi network all day long yeah. your phone is sending out the signal looking for that network yeah. Okay. And we just listen for that, take no information off it, but that way we're able to determine if it's the same device or if it's a new device.
0: Yeah. So, is is the does the phone technology play a part in that? And, and I guess the example I use is that you know, you've got your your diehard Apple users that will um, upgrade to the latest one as soon as they come out, if not sooner. Um, versus, I guess, in pharmacy which you know, uh, rightfully or wrongfully there's a there's probably a, an older age demographic particularly around the dispensary area and and may not have the, the latest phones so so the phone does the phone currentness play a part in that then
1: uh, look i guess technically yes only as far as it needs to be a wi-fi enabled device so as long as you okay. can connect which... to some form of internet with it through wi-fi then that is fine then we are able to use that device to give us the trending algorithm and analytics and i think scott too that's just another thing is that we're not you know we're completely privacy compliant to the point that we don't track an individual it's aggregate data over a period of time so over so half a day or a day what is the visitation what's the dwell time and then trying to couple that with some of the sales information just to give you a, a read of the pulse of your business on a daily basis
0: from that perspective so with the blix product then if we break it down even further so obviously there's the visitation to the pharmacy itself um, does it then differentiate within areas within the pharmacy as well
1: or can um, it, it can so with our sensors our sensors are, are very low touch it just sets to listen and so it, it i can't determine which side of our sensor you're in but i can just tell you that you're within the range and it's a it's a circular signal that it measures so in a okay. lot of the pharma uh, pharmacies that we actually do work with we generally have two sensors we put in one in the the prescription or dispensary area, and one in the yeah. common retail area. Now, I, I can differentiate between whether you're down that end of the pharmacy at the dispensary or if you're at the retail end. I can't get you to which aisle. It's not It's not that granular style of system. That's the, That's okay. the camera technology yeah. we were discussing earlier. But it's more about yeah. saying, uh, at an aggregate view, I want to look at my whole pharmacy because we can aggregate the sensors together. So it, it, if you like basically signals as though it was one sensor, or then I could break it down and say I want to look at my prescription dispensary side of the business, or I want to look at my retail side of the business.
0: So, okay, so and I've certainly understood that, but if I if I take the view of, say, a pharmacist business owner that's listening today and says, gee, I, I kind of got the concept here. Um, how do I go about putting this into my business? And, and I guess what what's the outcome that I'm, I could look for from this? Um, So so where where do you take this information to? How how would a pharmacist use the information that's then collected?
1: Yeah, so it's it's available on uh, our website, which is a dashboard. So any website can be tracked on any device, mobile, uh, tablets, or PCs as well. The information is collected from the sensors. The sensors, when they go into the businesses, only require PowerPoint. So it's not a heavy infrastructure where it needs cabling to internet or to be screwed into anything or holes cut in the ceilings or floors, whatever it is. It's just plugged into a PowerPoint. It's got a a SIM card in it, so it collects the data. It's an all-encompassing package, so there's no additional costs or anything like that. We plug it in, it takes care of the rest. That data then gets pushed into our servers and is then displayed onto the dashboard so they can go and have a look at it. And primarily, we're gonna get four main data sets out of that one sensor or group of sensors, if you like. One is passing or outside traffic. So the sensors have a really long range. And so actually, if you were in, say, A shopping centre or shopping mall environment, we can give you a measurement of what's going on outside the front of the pharmacy,
0: which is really... So how how many people are potentially walking by and not coming in? Correct,
1: yes. And so that's really important when you think about if you are a pharmacist who doesn't own your property or own your building or your store and you are leasing it, it's very helpful come lease negotiations because you can sit down and discuss potentially with your landlord... Uh, You know, look, I know you're telling me traffic's busier in the centre, in the street, in the street, whatever it might be, but outside mine, I'm not seeing that same trend. We then also measure inside traffic and we we, uh, set the sensors to be inside your store for every single one of the pharmacies or retail outlets. So now we know how many outside, how many inside and and that conversion ratio of those that came from out to in. So if you change your um, pharmacy or your store or set up a display, you know, what amount of people are we attracting in on a given day or time? Then once they're inside the store, we do dwell time. So time them to the second. And then what we do is called missed opportunities. And these are – we set the parameters. Typically, the time is five minutes, and it's people that enter and leave too fast, basically, to purchase. So, okay.
0: you know, yep.
1: just to try and get those. Now, typically what we do, though, is that's, that's the blick side of what we offer. What we then like to do is also integrate some point-of-sale data, so transactions, number of transactions and revenue from the business itself – so then you, when they're stitched together, you can match things like traffic of the day versus revenue of the day, you know, conversion over a period of time, basket size, and then also putting in things like dwell time with it. So you can see in, in one snapshot, get an understanding of how many people came in, how long did we spend with them, how much money did we make, or where was that missed opportunity? It might be that, well, I've noticed the dwell time lost because I didn't have enough. You know, some of my staff members call it sick,
0: I can see the... Can yeah, view. okay. <clears throat> yeah, so, so, and again, potentially, yeah, you would see trends. So so the dashboard that you referred to, I'm going to make the assumption that it's a, it's a cloud-based dashboard yes. that effectively if a pharmacist is not at... Um, work that day they might be home they might be uh, somewhere else they might be sitting in a conference but they could effectively jump onto their smartphone and access the dashboard for their pharmacy is what we're saying exactly
1: right you also have the other options too we completely appreciate you know the dashboard's nice but at the end of the day it's about the data and what you do with it we appreciate there are also some people who may not be as au fait with certain levels of technology so you can set it up once to say i want to get this particular dashboard or widget this particular data set etc and i want it emailed to me daily weekly monthly whatever and just keep sending it to me on an ongoing basis and so you don't even need to log in or just be emailed to you whenever you need it to come
0: yeah or, or even i guess i would imagine just as a prompt to say there's new data available for yours if you haven't accessed it for some time as most most programs would do so can i just clarify again some of the the you mentioned a few things on the dashboard but effectively Again, if, I, if I'm if I'm taking the um, the side of a pharmacist at the moment, pharmacist business operator here, I could put this technology into my pharmacy. It wouldn't matter whether it's a shopping centre; it could be a a regional town, um, uh, you know, uh, Western New South Wales, um, uh, regional Western Australia, even. And effectively, this is like kind of a silent people tracker, not not personal, we're not talking privacy breaches here, but even in a regional town, it could be tracking people going past the front of the pharmacy in a, a strip shop that because the pharmacist and the team are so busy doing what they do that they've really got no sense of what's going on. Now, now this could then create an awareness that, uh, heck, you know what, today there were you know, 500 people walked past the front of my pharmacy, but only 200 actually came in. So there were 300 potentially missed opportunities. Now, not that everyone's going to come in every day, but that then kind of starts getting you to think, well, what do I got to do at the front of my shop to actually you know raise that conversion level of getting people in the front door is what we're talking about isn't it
1: that's right and look it's it's the odd adage of you know you can't change what you can't measure and so as you say yeah. exactly the same especially in, you know we all got a pharmacists quite often you know arguably some of the busiest people ever you know when it comes to to, to people serving customers and you know it's about getting that understanding of saying Okay, well, you know, I really do want to get more, and maybe I do need to do a little bit of local marketing, you know, in the center, in the area, et cetera. And then understanding what are the busiest days, what are the busiest times outside versus inside. Um, and the, the way we like to think about it is really, you know, it, it assists with in store performance. And, and to your point, Scott, where, you know, pharmacists and their, their team are usually so busy, what happens a lot of the time too in these sorts of environments is that they don't understand we were so busy on that day that we had a missed opportunity. We, we, we could have done yeah. better than we did. And so one of the other things with the system is that uh, we do what's called labor optimization. And what yep. that is is actually piecing together or plotting on a line, the traffic flow as a percentage of the week across the days. We then look at the hours plotted against that of those that actually work. So you can see that hopefully they match, we should have you know, people mm-hmm. when we need them. It'll show you when you don't. But the third component we put in there is revenue because okay. maybe on a time when you were maybe overstaffed you actually did, by do, being overstaffed the pharmacy performed really well and made you know good revenue good income it was fantastic or maybe even though you were understaffed you had your top performing people on the assistants were there it was great but what the system will do is then take the same number of hours you have rostered so it's only optimizing it's not giving you extra costs of saying put more people on it's not going to take no. them away either but what it's actually going to do is say mm-hmm. if you had 100 hours worked across your business this is when you should so move the people from there to there move them from this state yeah. optimize against traffic and revenue and undoubtedly at the moment scott in all of our retail businesses across different genres in the industry it's our number one report being used because they say if i have to have staff it's the second biggest cost and especially in an environment where we all need to be a little bit more cautious uh, you know mm-hmm. if i've got to have staff on i want to make sure they're on when the customers come in so that's what makes it
0: yeah, or, or as you said, when the revenue is there. So, so again, it, it's potential that you've got a high trafficked peri- time period, but it, it might be, um, you know, the morning script rush and, and, and it may not necessarily convert to front of shop sales as such. And so, so the scripts are going to, going to go through the pro, the, the process that they would anyway, which might then extend a dwell time. But as, as you've mentioned, you're, you're actually measuring this back to the transaction. So again, if it's a, Uh, You know, from a business perspective, every script is profitable, but in reality, conversion of that customer to a retail product sale as well actually is really good for business. And and ultimately, that's what this could tell you, that, as you said, you've got an hour or a time period, you know, um, morning, um, morning tea to lunch. Uh, And again, they they do tend to segment like that. Um, And the other thing I think would be good to measure too is that often – You'll have your you know, your good full time part time people um, during the week and not necessarily on the weekend, and you tend to sometimes have inexperienced casuals on the weekend. And again, to a point, this might identify to you that it might be worth you putting a couple of your experienced people into some of the the more busy periods on the weekend, and not not necessarily um, you know roster all inexperienced staff at that particular time because of the numbers. Yeah, look, Scott, absolutely, absolutely perfect comment. Um, I was
1: just having a conversation this morning with one of our one of our large retailers that has you know over a hundred different stores. You know, when we were having a look at some of their data and going through, they have two main problems of the week. Uh, number one is Monday, and that's because their their heads of store and assistant managers have the day off. Everyone needs a day off; that's fine. But yeah. they give everybody the same Monday off at the same time, so of course you can imagine, <laughs> one, it takes it takes hours out of the business, but two, you don't have that supervisory role there as well. So unfortunately, you know, staff sometimes take the foot off the gas. And the second one yeah. in Australia is Sunday because of the cost of labour on Sunday. And so by default, we put the cheapest labour on and probably don't give them a lot of assistance. But by you're 100% right. By using the Blix labour optimization report, you can actually get an understanding and say it might be worth me putting a casual on for lunch cover, which will be um, you know 11 to 2, and then say because actually I can see the amount of revenue we're missing during those times, um, it's more than worthwhile the productivity of putting them on.
0: And, and again, I think sometimes people don't necessarily realise, although we should because we'll often follow this criteria, is that Sunday shopping is a much more casual endeavour as a rule. And so you've potentially got more time to actually wander and browse on a Sunday that you might not have during the week.
1: And I think, Scott, as you said, it really depends, you know, to those listening, it's about that retail, the, the, the front of the business, the front of house, if you like, the retail business you know, completely understand that Monday to Friday you will have absolutely your your core, and I'm sure repeat customers who come in for their scripts that they need on an ongoing basis at certain times. But if we do agree it's more of a browsing shopper on the weekend, it's a higher chance for those revenue incidental sales at the front of the business. Uh, We need to make sure we align for it because otherwise, and and let's be honest, especially if you're in a busy shopping centre, you're in a very competitive market. There's lots of other opportunities in the pharmacy and or supermarket space within the same building a lot of the time
0: time yeah and I'm going to kind of throw probably a question here without notice but we'll see how we go but um, I I go back to far too many years ago in my instance um, I was managing a fairly large retail store for a corporate group and uh, one of the things that we had to do every month was that from uh, an annual turnover perspective I used to have to do benchmarking with the the next highest trading uh, retail outlet and the one below me and effectively we were we were benchmarking categories and uh, and the metrics accordingly and, and it was all done manually in those days um, but the reality is will, will the program if there's a, a pharmacy owner listening that's actually got a group of pharmacy does it does the dashboard allow collated information
1: it does yes so if we have a client that let's say they, ha- they had five locations uh, in within their business So there's a couple options we can do. It's complete user-based roles that we set up. So, for example, the owner of the business will be able to see all five businesses together at the same time. So across my portfolio of assets, last week we had an increase of 10% traffic across all five of the locations, and revenue or sales was up up by Y. So you can have a look at it. You then have the ability then to look a report, and then you can either just look at one at a time, or you can then go to another report that will list and rank them one by one, and it will rank them by things like traffic, sales, dwell time, missed opportunity, staffing ratios, dollars per traffic, um, you know, et cetera. So you can actually look and rank them. And then we can also, within that, the pharmacy owner that say did own five assets, we'd also be able to give other access to users within the business if they wished, which would be I only want them to see uh, my parameter store, for example, so we can limit it yeah. down to save. So you can do one, a group of one, or all of them,
0: all of them together. Yeah, certainly a very informative chat. Is there before we kind of wrap up? Is there any other key points that were on your list that we haven't covered?
1: Now, look, I think one of the things I think we sort of touched off pretty well, I guess, for anybody listening out there, you know, I understand in the pharmacy business, it's obviously you know, a lot of the medical touch as well. But there is that large retail footprint out the front of Scott and I've been discussing and a big opportunity. But, you know, we want to make sure we're not overcounting people that come into the pharmacy venues. They are quite unique compared to other retail because of that return for the script. But you want to make sure you're not then missing out on measuring the accurate sales conversion, missed opportunities, and some of those labor optimization opportunities. Uh, and with Blix as a product, as I said, you don't have to worry about getting internet in and screwing holes in walls and other things. It's literally we plug it into PowerPoint in secure locations, and the system does the rest.
0: Yeah, and, and set the parameters up and, and reports from there on in. Brett, look, that's been really good to chat today. I really appreciate your time. Um, I'll make sure in the show notes for anyone listening that, again, that your uh, SkyFi and Blix um, uh, websites' uh, product information links are available, and, and I'm sure if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, they can uh, they can do that through the website. Yep,
1: absolutely. That would be great. Happy to talk to you anyone. Even if you have some questions It might not be for you, there's no such thing as a silly question, so by all means, reach out.
0: Be great. Uh, Brett, thanks again for your time. really appreciate Don't it. Don't worry, Scott. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business, Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.